Hello, sister friends. Welcome to another episode of We Own the Table. I am Tanya Burke, your host, and today we have a very special episode. And when I say special, I do mean special. Today, our episode is I'm speaking. Okay, child, I am speaking. And as you can see on my shirt, I have to give props to KD Print. K-A-A-D-E-E print. Check them out on Facebook. They provided me with this shirt right here. I'm speaking. And it says, you know, down there, the Senator Kamala Harris. Okay. So we're going to give props today to um, our our next VP, uh, Kamala Harris. I'm just going to speak that. I don't know about anybody, anybody else thing, but I'm just going to speak that into existence. Okay. And so I'm wearing my pearls in honor of of my soul, Royal Kamala Harris, and uh, the rest of the, the the women of the Divine Nine who have been really stepping up this this year and getting folks strolling to the polls. And so today, like I said, our episode is I'm speaking because as Black women who own the table, we are speaking, and it's time for people to hear us. And so today, I have four wonderful women today to to talk to us about this upcoming election. I mean, these are some great dynamic divas, and, and they are sister friends of the show. And so today we have Denise Hughley Brunson. She is what I like to call the diva of social psychology. She is a community activist, and the girl will give you a read like nobody's business. Hey, Denise, how you doing? Give us a wave. I'm doing well. Doing well. All right. And next we have Jackie O of Jackie O Life. Jackie is a digital nomad, and this sister friend is traveling all around the world with her wonderful, beautiful daughter. And I'm telling you, Jackie O has come to the table. She actually flew back to the United States because of this election, and she's going to share some of her experiences in a bit. Give a shout out, Jackie. Hey, y'all. Hey. All right. Next, we have Enette Morton. Enette is a... a public administrator with the higher education and she is the president child let's say that again let me lean in when i say that she is the <laughs> president of the long beach democratic party okay i can't i, I can't say it again president all righty net let's give them a shout out hey <laughs> and lastly, we have the diva herself, Erica Savage Wilson, okay, of Savage Politics Podcast and Savage Political Bites. Erica is a political commentator, and she's a regular on the Roland Martin Show. So, Erica, give us a shout out. And like I said, today we are talking about um, this upcoming election here in the United States. And the reason why I'm saying United States, because we we broadcast all over uh, the world. But in the United States, we uh, have a very, 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 very contested and contentious election this year. And it's so important that as black women, we make sure that we have the right candidate that is uh, going to make sure that not just as a, a, a black people as a whole, but especially for black women, 
to make sure that those issues that's important to black women uh, are brought forth to, to the table and to make sure that we are not left out as often as we, we, we usually are, okay? And as we talked about today, I'm speaking. And the reason why I, I chose that subject today, uh, to use that as the topic for um, the beginning of this segment is because we have for the first time, we have an African-American woman who could possibly be seated as the highest ranking, you know, public official, uh, elected official in office ever, you know, uh, in the United States. And for me, it just seems like it just has been different for Senator Harris and throughout this election, even when during the uh, Democratic primaries and when she was running, it seems to have been different. She's had to, uh, in, in, in my opinion, she's received uh, some difference in terms of how her campaign has been, um, uh, you know, shown out in the media, and also uh, a, a level to me, a, a level of dis disrespect, just for the simple fact that she even had to continue to say, "I'm speaking at the last uh, debate," and so, do any of you? feel the same way? Do you feel that as black women in politics that we have to endure uh, a difference than, let's say, other women of color or even, you know, uh, Caucasian women when they're running and how they are portrayed in, in, in the media when it comes to black politics? And we'll start with you, Enette. Yes, well, so glad to be here with all of you wonderful sister friends. But uh, yes, absolutely. When we uh, black women run for office, there's a multitude of different things that we have to worry about. How we look, we walk the fine line of, can, are we too angry? Are we too passive? Um, how's our hair? How's our clothing? So you pile that on with all of the other things that women have to deal with. It's just, it's just overwhelming. Okay, what, what do you think, Erica? What's your take on it? Oh, absolutely. I agree with uh, Dr. Morton wholeheartedly, and particularly when we see this last presidential debate, we think about the moderator, Kristen Welkner, who was uh, one of the first black women to moderate um, a presidential debate in decades, um, thinking about Carol Simpson, uh, formerly, I believe, of ABC, was one of the last black women to do that. We also know uh, Gwen Eiffel had a presence in um, moderating as well. So Kristen Welkner, the way that she was attacked on social media by the current White House occupant um, to really um, disparage her as a black woman. And we know that this is something that is not relegated just to this uh, occupant of the White House, but we've seen other officials do the same thing. We just saw very recently, I'm in my home state of Georgia this weekend, and uh, Senator David Perdue, who on a rally that he had a few days ago, um, intentionally missed, uh, pronounce his colleague, his senatorial colleague's name to um, a group that he is campaigning hard to keep his seat in a race against Ossoff. So, you know, we saw that with um, Congresswoman Frederica Wilson when she was attacked by then um, the White House occupant then she was staff um, who called her an empty barrel, um, General John Kelly did. This is something that happens to black women all of the time. But when we look at polling, in essence, did um, with the Black Women's Roundtable and our good friend um, and mentor, Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver, who um, did this um, poll, but it showed that when you look at concerns that Black women have, our concerns around democracy, our concerns around um, the rise in hate crimes, excuse me, hate crimes, we are really the bellwethers of this country. Um, and so though we don't have a lot of support, we're not percent of the voting bloc in the Democratic Party and we really do see long term we're looking at this entire nation because as, as we said over and over again as black women rise we bring the whole tide with us okay thank you for that and you brought up a good point Erica you talked about how this current administration and their treatment of black women um, 
during you know during during this administration and um especially we've seen april ryan we've seen a number of different uh black women in media um have really just been attacked by this this current administration um jackie like what is your take on on how black women are being treated in, in the political field and and just even with our own you know the current administration so i even want to i would even want to open it up just even a little bit wider because i think this is especially when you have a multiracial black woman running for office like this has brought up a lot of issues even in the black community i mean because you hear a lot of chatter amongst black people is she really black is she african-american um so she, Kamala is being kind of attacked on all different angles, being a black woman, not being a black woman, not being black woman enough, um, uh, all, all those different things. Um, was she, you know, uh, I, you know, I, I, I lived in San Francisco Bay Area, so I, I have a long history with her. I think she's fabulous. She's also my soror, so there, there's that, there's that bias too. But you know, she was my, she was my DA <laughs> even before you know she was elected to. Um, both the Senate and um, Attorney General, right? So she she's getting it on a lot of different levels in the fact that you know people in the Black community are coming after her, people in the you know the the white community like as well. Um, so you're seeing all of it. You're seeing like the colorism issues. You're seeing like racism. You're seeing every sort of thing kind of converge on this person that truly in in reality is representative of what America is, right? A melting pot of people who are a lot of different things. So. I absolutely agree. This administration in particular has been very both anti-woman and anti-black women, which can be two very separate things. Thank you for that. And Denise, what 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 is how what is your feelings about that? Well, I've definitely seen um the reverberation of the misogyny um coming from the White House that uh is typical uh so there's nothing surprising about that um i think what's been disappointing and and to to me hurtful has been um it's not that it's been surprising but been hurtful is what's the what's come from the 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 black community and and even from uh, especially black women from the black community um, has been the undermining of of Kamala Harris or even other black women uh, running for office, but in particular her the the attacks on on her um, and as though you that damned if you do damned if you don't. Uh, kind of thing, you know, she's, you know, she's black and, you know, but is she black enough? And, um, you know, she's a black mother, but, and, and so, you know, and then, you know, you're not respecting that she, she can't make a mistake. She can't step wrong. She's being attacked on, you know, and how anybody can call out her previous relationships you know and then hold that out you know for um to drag that out and hold that out when she has her family and you know and hold that in 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 retrospect with who the current occupant of the white house is how could you ever you know you know when you have somebody who raw dogged a porn star you can't how are you gonna ever talk about what somebody else did you know you hold you have that out there oh, and then what, 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 okay, okay wait a minute <laughs> wait a I minute mean, you just hit you just, hit you just hit something there talking about the, you know the, you know don't listen don't be throwing stones in 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 in, in the right. at the glass house don't throw stones at the glass house I, and and you know you bring up a great point on why aren't we as a people we're we're focused on uh you know is is like like you said is she black enough or is, is she even black um, right and who's uh, the arbiter of that? senator 
uh, even, you know, is she the right person for the position because of because of her mixed heritage or uh, or just the simple fact, you know, I've even had people tell me that, oh, she shouldn't be the one to lead this black woman agenda because her parents weren't, you know, descendants of American slaves, you know, American born slaves. So I'm like, okay, here we go. But, but her parents came the minute Denise, but uh, going to another point, why shouldn't as a people, shouldn't we be more focused on the priorities, especially as black women, shouldn't we be more focused on the priorities of what's going to be best for us as a people um, in terms of what we're looking at with this next political party and then I, I, you know uh, who might be in the office rather that's you know the trump administration or the biden administration whoever gets elected shouldn't our focus be on the black agenda a real black agenda and especially with black women shouldn't it be focused on what that agenda looks like for us and and i'm going to uh reach out to you jackie Oh, I, I, I absolutely agree that who we should be focused on, who we, once they, even after they get elected, what we should be focused on is, is our black agenda, particularly like our black agenda as black women, right? Because if you even look at our statistics in this country, right, we're more likely to be, you know, die from intimate partner violence, like everything. We're more likely to die in like childbirth. So we have to be hyper-focused on like what our issues are and even things that people are quote unquote attacking Kamala Harris on and, you know, her record in, in criminal justice right i think particularly us as black women we should agree that like even no matter where you are in terms of criminal justice and seeking that sort of like reform right like the reality is that there are going to be people who go to jail right and there are going to be a lot of people who look like us because the reality is that most black women who face like abuse and who enter um domestic violence situations are being subjected at at the hands of like black men Right. So um, when you talk about like criminal justice reform, yes, you don't want to see massive amounts of black people going into jail. And like there should be other programs to help people. But like the reality is that when you look at who accesses the criminal justice system in terms of like victims, it's a lot of black women. Okay. Now, Inet, <clears throat> like we were saying, what should we be focused on as it, 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 what, what should we look for to our, our new? Whoever gets elected, okay, whether it's, like I said, whether it's Trump, what, sh what should we be focusing on as, as black women in particular? What, what areas should we focus on uh, to make sure that our next president is implementing the things that we need as black women? Well, first of all, we need to broaden this conversation and not just when we bring up what are black issues, focus on criminal justice system. So I agree that that is an, a key component, but there's so many other issues and it drives me crazy whenever they bring up black issues and they immediately go to the criminal justice system. We've got to look at education. We've got to have access to education for our children in the communities. They need the funds, they need the teacher, they need the diversity. It's shown that when kids in education have people that look like them, they do much better and in, in the educational system. Then we've got to look at the wage gap for black women. Our, our earnings aren't as close to what the um, African, what the, what the Caucasian and white people make. I mean, so we've, we've got to look at our, our um, economics. We have to look at our families, our health care. So when it comes to black issues that we need to focus on, we need to broaden this conversation and pivot not only to talk about the criminal justice system, but we've got to talk about education, um, equality, building generational wealth. I mean, I could go on and on, but it's got to be a broader conversation about the holistic Absolutely. view of life and not just the criminal justice system. Yeah. That is so true. That's so true, Annette. And, um, you know, we have in the last, in the last few weeks, we have seen that, you know, now everybody wants to come up with a plan you know everybody has a plan for uh for, for for black america okay and not everybody has actually even reached out to black america to even see what they want you know uh, in, in, in their plan so you know now we have the 
we, we, we have the lift every voice um, agenda that was been uh, put out by the Biden administration, um, the Biden campaign. Um, we have the platinum plan that's been put out by the, the Trump uh, <laughs> administration, yeah, the platinum plan. Uh, and then we, we have the contract for Black America that I believe that O'Shea Jackson, um, better known as Ice Cube, uh, has put out for uh, for Black America. And we have for, we, we, we and, and we've seen Congress kind of already put out, it's, it's kind of been sitting there in, in suspense, uh, the Jobs and Justice Act. And so what does all of that mean in terms of one, the black community and uh, with black women in particular within the black community? Like, do these plans, are these, these plans what we need? Uh, is one better than the other? Is it, do we need to take a little bit from each one? Uh, what is it that you think that we need? Is it, do you think that we need all these people coming up with these plans for, for, for black people, for one? And uh, are they going to be effective? Do you think they're going to play an effective role with whomever we have as, as president after, um, you know, this election? And, I, and Erica, I'm going to pivot this question to you. Sure. Yeah. And thank you. So the short answer is no. Um, and we saw this before in 2016. We had people who were entertainers, intellectuals that did um, go across cable networks and talk about only voting down ticket, not necessarily paying attention to the, top of the ticket. They inserted themselves into the body politic conversation, which everybody should be a part of it. It is not relegated or only should um, have a, a, a small subset of people that are engaged in that. But when we have a general election, this one being a generational election, because we're looking at the Supreme Court that our culture was just filed on last week. So we are going to see the floor vote of an Amy Coney Barrett on next week. This, while the Republican-led Senate has not approved um, what that uh, CARES Act that has been sitting at the feet of um, the Grim Reaper, also known as Mitch McConnell's feet, along with 400 other bills since May of 2020, and also seeing that we've had 8 million people slide into poverty, disproportionately black and brown people and children as well. So when we're talking about all of these kind of people that are entering into a conversation that we are fighting the courts, not just the Supreme Court, we're looking at our state courts as well, we're looking at these federal courts as well, that this current regime has effectively pushed um, well into um, over 250 plus still adding they were still confirming judges this week while we still don't have a COVID plan and there's still no stimulus, no answer for the economic and current housing crisis, right? So these folks, the, the Jackson clan, meaning Curtis Jackson, O'Shea Jackson, um, Sean Combs that have entered the conversation saying that they formed a political party. As you mentioned, um, Tanya, there are already people who have been doing this work looking at across this panel. You're talking about probably well over 100 years of political work so that there are people that have already done this work grassroots. There's already infrastructure that's um, in place that when you look at Congress and you look at the Congressional Black Caucus, which is a 55 um, member body that has actually been doing this work and grateful that they've actually been showing the receipts of the work that they've been doing that no, there is no room for an O'Shea Jackson and for these other people that have large platforms because we also have to look at motives and reasons behind that. Now, the other piece is, you know, we're looking at after November the 3rd, right? So there's still work to be done. We well know that there's not an off switch that happens at 11.59 on November the 3rd, that the real work begins on November the 4th so had they been having platforms that they created, like this is what I did with Savage Politics, this was the exact reason I did that, to become a trusted voice, to become someone that people can say, okay, I know her, I'm able to tangibly, you know, ask questions and, you know, get responses. I get a newsletter that backs up resources, that there's this history, and that history is actually providing political minutiae into digestible bite. So I'm not entering the conversation two weeks and saying, hey, here's what I think, here's what I have to say, and just say I have a platform of 8 million, of 10, 20, 30 million, that because there's a level of familiarity based on entertainment, 
based on um, all these other, you know, kind of pieces, reasons that folks connect, that those folks that are possibly registered, that are sitting on the couch, may effectively say to a KRS one, say to an O'Shea Jackson, say to a Curtis Jackson, to a Sean Puffy Combs, you know what, you're right. I do think I'll sit at home and withhold my vote because they are not going to do what I want them to do. They're going to do what they want to do anyway. Kind of those old, tired tropes that we continue to hear because what it really is, is lack of information and ignorance. And that kind of pours water on folks like you, Jackie, you know, Dr. Annette, um, um, our sis, my sister, right, that I'm beside, these that have been doing the work to say that, well, never mind that. So um, know that one page PDF um, that the Trump um, administration put out um, is nothing but one and it holds no weight. The contract with Black, contract with black America, um, definitely he did um, get with other folks that were learned in certain areas. But as my um, sister friend and colleague, Reese Colbert, Black Woman Views has stated that it lacks Black women's voices and Black women's issues. So no ma'am, um, effectively no to those people that have entered into the conversation very late. And that is why black women are the core. That is why we're the bellwethers. That's why we're 90% of the voting black and, and we do carry democracy forward. Well, thank you for that. And you brought up a great point um, is these folks have come in and you know, I, I find it quite, you know, um, I don't find it odd, but I, I find it interesting that uh, a, a great deal of these voices that's coming or, or is coming from um, black male rappers or entertainers. Um, and, and and not that I, I have anything against anyone having a, a message, a voice, that's that's the last thing that I would want to see us do is stifle the voice of any, especially, you know, black folks, you know, but the the, the fact that there, there seems to be a concerted effort of black male and in particular rappers uh, that are, are coming out of the woodwork that we haven't seen or heard from, you know, since their last hit in 1995, uh, that we haven't seen or heard from in any type of movement before in terms of, you know, black people in America, that we haven't seen or heard from or even uh, received any benefits from, you know, from, from checks that they're writing in, in, in different mm. black movements or in different communities or, or philanthropy work. So I just find it quite odd that all of a sudden we have, and then they're all of a sudden coming out and coming forward days before the election. And and especially before you were encouraging people to not vote at all. And then now you're saying, oh, you know, I have I have the answer and I have the plan. And so, and especially in particular with, with Ice Cube, with the contract for Black America, and, and in the contract, and like you mentioned, Erica, there isn't any provision for black women in, in that particular contract. And there has been to me, uh, what I am seeing is somewhat, and, and having had been a, a, someone in politics, a, a political official, it's, it's a little bit disrespectful uh, in the way that I take it is because it's like, okay, like you said, you, we have all these people who have been out there doing the work. They have been, you know, and a lot of the framework has already been set, but yet and still you approach the, the situation as if that hasn't happened. You haven't had conversations with these people. You haven't. And then you're kind of disrespectful to them and like, okay, I'm Ice Cube, seek me out. And, and I wrote this plan and, and this plan is golden when the real work I don't believe has even happened, and, and a, a lot of the work has already been done. Like, like you said, the Congressional Black Caucus has already kind of set some of it, actually expanded more so than what's in an Ice Cube's plan. Um, you know, so what I'm getting to is, do you feel? And this question I'm posing to you, Denise, do you feel that um, as entertainers? 
should some of these folks stay in their lane? Um, you know, should they have a voice? Or, you know, and, and, and does that voice need to be a unified voice? Well, it calls to mind something my mom used to say, and she could say, she used to say, we can all sing together, but we can't all talk together. And so they certainly um, are entitled to, uh, to have a voice. Um, and I'm all for, they may be experiencing an awakening and I'm all for you becoming having an awakening, but I do know that when you're having an awakening and you're just waking up, you're not at your height of awareness. So you should be quiet and become fully awake and be quiet and take some stuff in. Because See, y'all, Denise not, being nice. Denise, you being nice. Because I would say, shut your lips. Because that's, that's, that's what I want to say. Yeah. Shut your yeah. lips. You know, they need to sit down up. and shut the hell up. Yeah. And also, all of their plans should be called retread, repeat, redone, redo. Because uh, at best, that's what they're doing. At worst, it's, it's, it's damn near plagiarism. Uh, because when I put in to look and read their plans, uh, the first thing that popped up was the plans that uh, Dr. King put in, uh, in the, during the civil rights. And so then I was like, okay, so none of these authors of any of these plans are originals. So they've all picked uh, picked uh, things that they've picked out of things and haven't credited or cited uh, the original authors of any of this and they have not fully thought out in what is with the entertainers it's like you're out of your lane and you're out of your depth and some some of them uh, you know, it's like it's not that they don't have something to contribute, but just like you know, it's like, but you, you're you're not. That's not what you do, and you are your perspective is just that, and you are now put yourself in a position where you're speaking for a bunch of people that you're no longer part of. When you were 19, 20, 25 years old and you were living the experience that you talked about in 1990, then you were living in that community and that was different. But now you're far away from that perspective. So now you need to you're far removed from it so you don't have that perspective so you're now you're not you're not you don't have the you're not in a position to speak for that community anymore it doesn't mean that you're not a part of the spirit of the community but you're not a part of the community um in real you're not in part of the community in vivo you're not living that experience you aren't um so that means that you have to talk to those people at minimum and you're just as guilty as white society or white politicians who only drop by to the black churches to when they are politicking so you're just as guilty as them when you're only dropping by, when you're pushing a movie or you're hawking an album or you're, you know, trying to make yourself still seem relevant. And um, and so on that, it's like, of course, you have as much right as anybody else, you know, when you're when you're um, if you are a part of the community, but your blackness is one is not an accessory and it's not a convenience 
and it's not a I'm black, I'm blacky blacky black on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then the rest of the time I'm well off and wealthy. You know, it it doesn't work like that. It's not an accessory. You know, it's not something you put on and you take off. And neither is the our our needs and and our 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 uh our so it's not you know the issues and all of that you know if you're gonna be in be all in and if you're not sit down and shut up you know because you're causing more harm than than good and your intentions may be good your intentions may be well-meaning but as they say the road to hell is paved with good intentions so you know I, I'm, you know, it's like, and timing is everything. And if you, and, and I don't believe the timing of certain individuals, uh, Ice Cube was, uh, was coincidental. You picked this time because it was an attention getting, uh, opportunity. And, you know, if you're bored, you know, then, Find a game, you know, this is not a game. You know, this is this is people's life. And um, you're not in the same situation that most of us are in, you know, and you're not being affected and you're not going to be affected by the fallout by of your actions the way most people will be if they listen to your foolishness and nonsense and um and you are acting as if black people are monolithic and we absolutely are not why can't take there are four people in my family there are four siblings in my family and um you know there are six of us all together i couldn't tell you four six different things that all six of us needed in our family you know that all of us needed that would meet all of our needs sure there are common things but there aren't all the they aren't they wouldn't all be the same you and know and so be, um, in the black community isn't going to be the same and i and i'm glad you brought that point up right there that we're not you know monolithic we're not all the same we we, we don't all as, as as black people we don't all have the same issues the same you know that it's different for for all of us and we shouldn't be put into this little box and say okay here's the the here's the one thing that we could give y'all for it for, for it to be okay for the entire people and so with that being said we have two candidates that's you know that's that's on the platform right now that we have to choose from Two, two candidates, unless you out there trying to write in somebody else or write yourself in, I, I don't know. But we have two candidates. And based on what we have seen, what we have heard over the last, I would say, two years, because this has really been going on for, for a while and looking at, you know, who's who's leading up to going to be our, our next president. So who do you think has has come forward which one of these candidates has come forward that one we're, we're looking at because both of them have served um you know in office and they're both ca campaigning right now and have put out what they plan to do and especially in terms of with 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 the black america and especially and i and i want to specifically talk about with black women in particular which candidate that you think is the best candidate for for the black community and in particular black women. And then I'm gonna um, start off with um, you, uh, Jackie. So uh, I'll say a couple of things, and maybe just because I come from a little, in some ways, a, a different perspective. Although I definitely been in the, you know, the political game for a, a minute, just because I come from a super political family. Um, I remember going door to door for Jesse Jackson running for president when I was a little itty bitty and um, and campaigning for Marion Barry both times pre-crack after crack. Um, 
so 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 i got i got this going on for a minute but like i also come from like the technology space right where like i'm all about disruption i'm all about disruptors i'm all about folks coming into the game who have never been there before and got something new and innovative that they want to bring to the conversation and i would never ever shut those voices down because I, I i believe yeah there's folks who've been around for a very long time, but they don't got all the answers. And like, we need those new perspectives. We need those people kind of coming out there and pushing us and pushing like, pushing how we think, what we think, and all the, all that good stuff. Not that, that we should be, be dis derailed, but I, but I do believe in bringing as many voices and new and fresh voices into the conversation as possible. That being said, I'm gonna keep it hella real and say, not really that impressed with like Joe Biden at all. And I think that this election is particularly important because it's not necessarily like, do I like Joe Biden? Am I think Joe Biden's gonna really make that much of a difference in the black community yet? I mean, I think it's on us to put the pressure on him, but I do think that like, we gotta get Donald Trump out because we know he ain't gonna do nothing for us. Like that's, that's just the reality, that's just the reality. And the charge is if we can indeed get Biden and Harris into office, putting the pressure on them to make sure they're actually being held accountable for the interests, particularly of black women. Okay. Um, Erica, which candidate do you think is best for, for the, the black community and in particular black women? Oh, 225,000 deaths later, that includes um, friends. One of my very, very dear friends, which I keep something um, that um, memorialized her. Oh, absolutely, um, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And the other piece behind it is that, you know, when we're thinking about what currently is in office um, and what was set out to be done has been accomplished and they're still yet accomplishing it. Steve Bannon, the former chief strategist of Donald Trump, said in February 2017, right down the road from where I live, National Harbor, Maryland, he said that this, the focus of this particular administration regime was to deconstruct the administrative state. And they've done that in a myriad of dangerous ways. And here's where I am. Get out your damn feelings and go vote. Because folks who have not engaged their political voice, I always say, the formula is information plus engagement equals power. The folks who have not engaged their voice that are now coming into the process and are saying, well, um, I don't like this, I don't like that. Well, listen, there might be a whole bunch of things that you don't like, but my mama, my daddy, my grandmama, my granddaddy, my aunts and aunties, my great, great people, um, their blood rises and speaks. They were engaged in the process when they didn't have a choice but to be engaged in the process. So the ability to have these conversations is because they paid for that in their blood, in their sweat, in their fear, all across the country. And so to engage, come correct, have your research, understand what it is that needs to be opened up and redone. But at the moment that we're at right now, the way that we engage our voice is to vote and to not only vote, to encourage people around us to vote, then to understand that there is work to be done it is not hollering and saying, this is what I want. No, sir, buddy, just like with everything else, because for folks that bank, for people that have employment, whether you're an entrepreneur or you get a check from somewhere else, there is a process in that. So to understand that, to understand all that has been laid before us, to get us to a point where we can be so bold and to some degree so arrogant to say that these are the things that we expect and these are actually the things that we demand um, because we are resting in the freedom of my ancestors those 401 years here later so i am um i'm really really glad that you brought forth the point because that's something also i brought forth there are two choices and anybody arrogantly that does what uh larry hogan did in the state of maryland to write in a dead man ronald reagan who did not like black people instead of choosing between kamala harris and uh, donald trump which he was too cowardly to do for people to understand, there are two choices on the ballot. After you make those choices, then the onus is on the citizenry for everybody to be damn engaged, not run your mouth, but to actually engage the process. And that's where the real work is. And it ain't sexy, but it's work. All right, it ain't sexy, y'all, but it's, it's work. Not. 
as well. And I would just, I would just also add, don't forget about them down ballot ca- candidates because they're they're important too. Like mm-hmm. um, when you talk about just the, the political change overall, like you gotta you gotta pay attention to those, those down ballot ca- candidates as well. And make yeah, that's sure a great you point. That's right a great point. Your interests as well. Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. So Denise, who do you think is the 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 best candidate? This is definitely one of those things where you say there are no there are no good choices. They're just you pick the best of 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 what there is. I um I'm I'm not I'm definitely uh, not uh, enamored with Joe Biden. Um, I, but I do believe that, uh, without a doubt, uh, that he is the more malleable for our issues, um, that he, he's in the more malleable position because he, I believe, is more concerned with his legacy. I, I believe that he has some conscience and uh, I'm not sure how much, but I believe he has uh, some concern about his 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 legacy, um, both his personal legacy and his historical legacy. And um, he, he, um, he knows that um, he would not even be where he is um, if it were not for um, black women voters. I don't know how long, but I do know that white men, especially old white men, have very short memories and um, they don't tend to have very long loyalty in, in my opinion um, that's just my belief and um but i believe that we have demonstrated and shown uh at a pivotal point to ourselves that we can demand we should demand and that when we do demand we get and so um with that momentum keeping it going um and taking responsibility and being accountable at the polls not just in the presidential election but especially this is showing that down the ballot is how critical that is to to the presidential election. It, it just really shows how even more so that is um, to how uh, the cause and effect of, of, of that is to your senators and your governors and your, you know, all of that. And um, all you have to do is look at, you know, Brian Kemp and, and uh, Ron DeSantis and, you know that whole debacle and um it's really been for me a very powerful lesson uh, and i think it is for a lot of people and i think it it's uh looking at uh just the level of of disrespect that was shown to um to justice ginsburg um and in a society that says you know that we tend to want to ultimately show respect to a person's dying deathbed wishes and they just they were like uh yeah no no we're not and and so if if that happened then you know, and and it wasn't a surprise to me, and I don't think it was a surprise to anybody black. Um, then it's just, but it was very frightening 
it should it should have been very frightening and it it was very eye-opening to um to a lot of people i think and it's very irresponsible to encourage anyone to write in something or or a vote for anybody else other than the two candidates like all the other sisters were saying it's 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 a non-starter it's two candidates and you're voting for the same and more the same and i saw a, a t-shirt on uh, a elder's uh, 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 shirt that said have you had enough yet mm. and uh have you had enough yet and and that that to me says it all have you had enough yet and, and i'm stopping right there denise denise i'm gonna stop you right there because that's a good that's a good point have have we all had enough you know um as as a as a nation you know we've we've we dealt with COVID. we we've seen so many different and even before COVID hit you know a lot of these issues COVID brought you know COVID aired a lot of the dirty laundry okay but a lot of these issues were already in place already happening uh, we were already dealing with a lot of these issues and things in the black uh community uh COVID just just put it on you know on, on times 20. okay so have we had enough uh, you know is it enough for black folks to say okay this is it we need to be at the polls we we we, we, we need we need to get out there and vote is it enough have we had enough and so dr dr morton with these two candidates do you think that it's enough and who you know who do you see as as the person that's going to take that charge and 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 do the best job in terms uh of supporting and i'm not saying any candidate is perfect and that they have all the answers but it's important for us to make sure that they do the work as well but is there any, any of the two candidates that you see that's going to lead the charge and and move us in the right direction well you know we're really at an inflection point in our democracy our democracy is our very democracy is at risk we've got the systematic racism which as you pointed out covid just put it all on display we have the systematic racism we have insufficient access to health care economic inequalities criminal justice system all of it has come to play and the best candidate right now is joe biden and kamala harris not because they're perfect candidates as you mentioned there's there aren't any perfect candidates but they are human beings. They have the ability to be human and to see you. They will see us. I see you, the black community. I see the, the, um, the problems that we're facing. And not only that, it's like they're, they have the ability to attract the people to them that are going to work with them. It's not just Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. It's gonna take a, an enormous effort by a lot of different people and they have the ability to attract the people that will help them bring about the change that we want to see, especially for the black community, especially for black women. Um, the current administration has none of that. They're looking for a dictatorship. They're looking to be a, an autocratic um, uh, administration, which we've, we've clearly seen for the last four years. I've had enough. The country has had enough, and I believe what we're seeing right now people are starting to be engaged, especially our young people. And having them engage and having their voices as part of this system is going to be critical for how we move ahead. And the best candidates to do that right now are Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. They're going to be able to bring together the, the coalitions that we need. They're going to be able to bring in and help us um, hold everybody accountable straight down the line from everybody from our city councils, our board of supervisors, our counties, our um, state legislators, our governors, our mayors, all of us working together is going to take, is, is what it's going to take to move this country forward. And without their leadership right now, Biden, the Biden-Harris coalition, our democracy, I think, is in jeopardy of just becoming obsolete. So Biden-Harris, 100%. 
you know and and thank you for sharing that and it's important and all of you all touched on this about how um all level of government is important and it's going to be very important and uh on with this election that's that's taking place that we need to from the top all the way down to the the, the bottom of the um ticket we all need to, to 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 vote and we don't need to just stop where the president you know but we need to go all the way down to the bottom to you know school board water board whatever is going on because those are the issues that uh that that when most folks are complaining those are usually the issues that they're complaining about is what's happening on the local level and i can speak to that as is you know formerly being a local uh government official you know when i was out running and i was talking to folks half of the folks didn't know who their council folks were they didn't know who the school board folks were they didn't know who the congress people were they didn't know who the assembly the senate they didn't know who their electors were and we need to do a better job i believe at the civic engagement and making sure folks want to know who's representing them and then keeping those folks accountable and so with that being said you know this is a topic that i absolutely love and i especially love having this conversation with all of you great women because all of you uh are you know i in my eyes are all political badasses and so but we are running short on time but i do want to give each of you an opportunity to to share some final thoughts and and they have to be brief and when i say brief i do mean brief uh some you know just some final thoughts to you know one our black community and especially our sister friends out there because um we know as as black women we tend to hold it up for everyone You know, we hold it up, not just for our, okay. And so, um, so I just want to give each one of you, if there's something that you want to say to the black women out there, or just, just in, in general about voting, about this election, I want to give you, uh, like I said, one final, um, give your final thought. And like I said, please be brief. And if there are women out there, if there are other black women out there that you know are running, and and in in other positions please shout them out you know please please put put you know put them out there these black women who are doing dynamic things out in the community because it takes a lot to get out here and run so um so brief and sweet and uh we're gonna start with jackie so i mean the first and first and most important thing is just get out there and vote like go to the polls make your voice heard um Shout out to all my Emerge sisters who are running for election this year all across like the country because they're definitely doing magical things out there. And just vote. Vote, volunteer, I mean, text a friend, come up with a voting plan. Like that is so important. The, the research shows that you come up with a voting plan, you're so much more likely to get out there and vote. If you can vote early, make sure you get out there and do it. And just bring a friend or two or three. And if you can drive some folks to the poll, if you got a car, put your mask on, put them in the back, be safe. But just get out there and do it and also educate yourself on your rights because if somebody challenges your vote when you get there know what you need to do know the numbers that you need to call because you do have a right to vote make sure if they they try any tricks because i guarantee you that's going to happen especially in these in these states that are going to have close elections so get out there bring a friend bring a friend or two if you live in a state where it's not too late to register to vote make sure you you're registered to vote and just check that and if you sent your ballot in check and make sure it was actually received all righty dr morton uh, i echo everything she said get out and vote but after that stay engaged voting is just the beginning once you start to vote once you vote stay engaged make sure that you are holding those people that you voted for accountable and make sure that your community is behind everything that they need to do for you so shout out again to all my Emerge sisters who are also running, especially Tonya Thrash Intuck here in Long Beach. She's running for city council, political badass. If I, 
that we need her. We need her voices. So stay engaged. All righty. Denise? Uh, I don't have anybody who was running for office, but I do want to shout out to uh, Trayvon Martin's mom, who I know is running for office. And I want to throw all positive vibes and prayers for her for success in her efforts. Um, I do want to encourage everybody in uh, to be accountable for uh, for your actions and uh and hold those that you are voting for uh, accountable, and uh, and and vote, uh, vote, uh, vote your conscience, and um, and uh, and and be be proactive in your leadership. All right, Erica. Yes, yeah, so first and foremost, Tanya Burke, thank you for affording this platform for us to be able to have this session. These um, wonderful black sisters that are in the fight. Um, I'm so honored to be each um, be with you um, today. And I have to say, um, um, uh, you know, I dedicate a portion um, of my monthly you know, salary to higher heights for women. So do that. That is a way that um, we can support black women that are running across the board. So I would suggest that to uh, your viewers. Um, also, um, you know, as we talk about voting and black women, um, I have been making um, emergency trips back home. I'll um, be um, transparent and say this. I had a couple calls that come in um, while we were doing this broadcast because my father um, is suffering with dementia and has taken a turn for the worse. So as a black woman, Tanya, when you hit on black women and talking about how, you know, the work that we do and how we are such incredible leaders, it is in a time like this where I'm a director at a political Firm. I have my own media um, 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 piece, and then I also do this commentating, but real life is very real. So having a good, solid partner who, you know, holds me down and great friends and great tribes, but we need to have leadership that does understand and puts into their agenda the very things that we have to do when we're having to manage and work crisis and still be responsible for engaging an entire nation in the vote. So I would say, you know, make sure that number one, in this work, you're taking very good care of yourself, that you do have people that you're surrounding yourself with black women that love on you, give yourself grace, understand that we are not just fighting for ourselves, we're fighting for the people to our left and the right and the generations that we have to come. And if people want to stay engaged with me, ericasavagepolitics.com. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the number one Erica Savage because there's only one Erica Savage. So thank you so much for this again. Maya. Thank you again. Thank you. And uh, if any of the other ones you want, uh, the ladies you want to share your uh, contact information, Jackie O? Um, um, Instagram, I'm the Jackie O Life. All righty. Dr. Morton? Yes, you can find me on um, Facebook at uh, Enet. Morton on, right. and, and on Instagram at emorton07. All righty. Say that again, Dr. Morton. emorton07 on Instagram. All righty. Denise? Um, you can find me on Twitter, that Hughley girl. All righty, that, that Hughley girl. girl. And I'm telling you, y'all, that, that Hughley girl, y'all ain't seen the, 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 the beast get unleashed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But I want to thank each and every one of you all for being a part of today's show because this is very important. As each of you have heard each one of these dynamic ladies talk about how important this election is, how important it is for you to get out and vote. And uh, Jackie, Jackie O mentioned it. And I know uh, Erica always talks about having a plan and, and, and a voting plan, having a plan uh, uh, in, in place. So no matter what happens when you go to 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 put your your ballot in, that there's no you you got it all covered out because you have a plan A, B, C, D, and E. Okay, and so it's very important that you you vote. And you know people always say you know vote or die or whatever no because i don't want you to die because you you know you die you can't get the vote in but vote like your life depends on it because it does 
you know, with this election and all elections are important. But in particular with this election, it's so important for you to get out there and vote. And, you know, I, I'm not shy about it. I will be voting for the Biden and Harris ticket because I believe that they mm -hmm. they they're not perfect as there isn't any candidate that's out there that's perfect. But they do uh, they do have have the plans and that 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 I believe in, as Dr. Borden say, they have the resources also to make those things happen that they're talking about and bring the, the right people to the table. And I believe that they're open to doing that more so than what I'm seeing with the current administration. So, you know, as they say, the proof is in the pudding and the proof is in the pudding that with this current administration as um, as a, a black community, especially as black women, I don't believe that we will be uh, effectively represented um, with another four years uh, with the current administration. So th that's that's my point of view. You have your own, but make sure that you get up, get out and vote and don't vote for dead people. That's all I'm gonna say too. Don't vote for dead people. Vote for people who are, who are on the ballot who's living. Do not make a mockery of our system by doing things like that. So with that being said, ladies, again, I thank each and every one of you for being a part of the we own the table all of you are sister friends and so at any given time that you want to be a part of our our platform you are welcome you are all uh as i say honorary sister friends of the show and so anytime you want you have a seat at this table you don't have to beg borrow or steal and you don't even have to bring a folding chair because the seat is yours because the table belongs to you because you all helped build this table and so with that being said i thank you all for joining us for another episode of we on the table and like i said get out there and vote and we'll see you soon bye-bye everyone thanks again bye.